on this here week's episode of Give Live with the Crew, you know what I'm saying? We we here, we live, we are back. Um, we're not gonna start off with the sad news first. We ain't gonna do that. <laughs> we don't. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> we're not. Um, we're not, we're not. We're not gonna go there. So, fellas, the Super Bowl, right? A couple days away. Um, I'm not particularly extra excited about it. Um, only because I wanted the Chiefs to get there. Don't get me wrong, and I and I love the Chiefs. Um, but I really wanted them to go up against um, young Russell Wilson. Um, but that's just a little biased. But this is the game that everyone anticipated at the beginning of the year, blah, 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 blah. So I asked you guys as <laughs> NFC East opponents and rivals, who do you guys have winning the Super Bowl and why? We're going to start with Shep, though. We're going to start with the good, good, yeah. good Shep. The only reason I'm choosing the 49ers is I was stupid enough to put 50 bucks down with my boy Nelson from work. Okay, why Why on earth would you – why you bet against my homie? Defense wins championships. 28 points in seven minutes. Defense I don't give a damn I don't give a damn what defense you got. You can't guard that. Patrick is my Mahomie too. So what? I, like I am low key trying to see if I could take a sucker for 50 to take the 49ers so I can just break even this Super oh, Bowl. Okay, all right, cool, cool. But to say but that bet is <laughs> that, that bet is very hard to come by. So yeah. it looks just rooting for the 49ers. Baby. Well, everyone, everyone, but you know the thing is though, like I, bet. I know, yeah, I know Nelson ain't gonna ever listen to this, but I will tell him the link just so he can hear this. That dude, I have scraped more money from him than anybody I've ever put, bet with <laughs> in my life. So I'm gonna be honest with you, this 50 bucks, I'm not losing too much. Okay, all right, that that's good. But no, like what you were just saying though, um, with that, it's really hard to find somebody going with the 49ers. The 49ers are winning off of old school football. So, like, you know, don't nobody want to see that. Don't I mean, I personally that. enjoy it. You can't count them out, though. You no, really no, 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 not at all. Not at all. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really close game. I just think Jimmy G is going to be in a position, pause, that he's never had to be in before. So, therefore, he's just not going to be able to keep up with Patty Mahomes. He just can't. Like, the 49ers are good at controlling the game type of thing. Um, but personally, I mean, I, I just got Patty Mahomes. Whoa, 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 Ma, who do you have? Rather, oh, well, I mean, I'm not dumb, so <laughs> oh. I got the Chiefs. So, all right, smart man, smart yeah. man. Why would you not be dumb? I'm just curious. Why? Well, why, well, why just, just I want to say this now. We're in the same room. He just looked me in the eye, so he did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah He's like, I'm not dumb. Awkward stare right into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> more, more so reckless than dumb. But go ahead. Anyway, but um, but yeah, no, it's like me. Like I said before. The Chiefs plan to put up 50. Like, that is their plan going into the game. They're trying to put up 50 and see if you can see if you can keep up with that, then talk to them. Mm. Like, the, the 49ers, they do have the best defense in the league, I think. Like, it, it really picked up over the, the course of the playoffs, I feel like. Like, leading into the playoffs or going into the playoffs, they just proved that they were the best defense in the league. So it's like, are they e- like, e- even the best defense in the league, will they be able to contain them and they have to hold them down to like, I think they can only, I think realistically, the 49ers have to try and hold them to like 30 and beat that. Mm. I think that's the only way that the 49ers have a shot in this game is if they could maintain Patty Mahomes and that offense to keep it somewhere into the into the low 30s or even possibly if that defense is that, you know, I mean, it's that, that's a smoking defense, bro. That defense is crazy. Yeah, that sounds good and all, but listen, 
the Texans defense is no slouch, right? And I'm not listen, I'm not yeah, by but all they means. They are comparative. mental midgets on that defense. No, their coach is a mental midget. He like for I still want to talk about how he mismanaged that game. And it was so easy for him not to. Like he was set like they were good. He didn't have to do what he did, but he just Oh yeah, he went on bad fourth and like this man was but he knew what was coming. He was like, nah, these dudes about to put up 50. I'm not even talking we about that. Keep well, going. well, yeah, that too. But he said, like, put the foot on the throat and Bill kill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien a week prior pretty much lost in the game three times and they still won. And I and I just knew that even if they had a, even if they just had a whatever lead. And I remember I was coming back from New York and I found out they were up 24-0. I'm like, I'm not worried at all. Patty Mahomes is either going to bring this to like within seven before the half or he's going to tie the game. It sounds crazy, but he's going to do it. Then I, I got home and seven minutes later, I'm like, oh, would you look at that? <laughs> would you look what happened? Um, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but the Chiefs, they just have, they have too many weapons. And for everyone out there who doesn't know how, like I've, I've actually been able to watch a lot of San Francisco games because they were a good team. So they were on TV a lot. Um, and they played at four o'clock a lot of times. So, you know, that's the easy time slot for teams to get national games. So that being said, their pass rush is everything. Like they have six guys that can get to the quarterback pretty much at will, right? So with that being said, their corners don't get tested like they should, which is why um what's what's my man name? I love you, Richard Sherman, you the man and all that, but you got you got burnt against the Packers for, for 78 yards. And it wasn't even like Devontae yeah. Adams did a crazy move. He just got burnt because Aaron Rodgers he turned, that time. He turned left and was gone. <laughs> yeah, like, he just couldn't. And he he was in full stride. He could not catch Devontae Adams. Um, so, and he's their best corner. So, if your best corner is getting torched on a, a not even, like, a complicated. It wasn't even a double move. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. <laughs> if he, like he, I said, he turned left and was gone. Boy, it was gone. <laughs> and, and the Chiefs got a big body tight end who's versatile, which the, the um, not Packers. I was about to say Packers, but they're not there. Um, the 49ers really haven't had the guard at all during this route to the uh, to the chip. So, I mean, Travis Kelsey, he huh, if he gets more than uh, six catches, it's a wrap. That's ball game. Because then Tyreek, you, you can't you, you allow him can't. to get six catches. That's like you, you like that's the over under on Travis Kelsey's catches. Like what is like? Come on, let's be realistic. In what way? You think that you in the biggest game of the season? You think they're only going to use Travis Kelsey six times? Did I say use? I, was, I, I said was, get the I, ball. I look, said I don't think he's going to drop Betty. <laughs> I said get the ball. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They got some right, athletic so linebackers. You didn't know Mo's a pro on tight ends because you know his boy Freddie Kitchens over there is the new tight end coach of the New yeah. York Giants. Right, right. <laughs> Just had to that. throw that in there. I'm sorry. Uh, he's he's loving that, right? Um, I, nah, man. But like, if you if you look at it, they're not going to force feed Travis because of the fact that like. 49ers have the linebackers that can guard him for a little bit, not long, but they have, but they have, they're capable. But at the same time, if you're taking a linebacker away from the middle and you have Tyreek Evans, the fastest player in the league, coming across on a slant route, who got Tyreek? He gone. Exactly my point. So would you rather Travis get like 10 yards here, eight yards here, 12 yards here, or Tyreek Hill to get that Chiefs open? That if Tyreek Hill scores the first touchdown, Chiefs playbook opens up 50 plays. Yeah. 50 plays. And then, then everybody Daniel, else scores a touchdown or he scores another quick touchdown like that. That's, and, the, only, that's the only way that goes. Right, exactly. Now, and then the fifth fastest player in the league is Damian Williams. Like yeah. he, now, can I just ask you guys this one here and all what you're saying? What's up? 
what needs to happen in the games for the 49ers to have a chance to win? Um, they have to control the clock. They have to keep Patty Mahomes off the field. I, no, honestly, it has to be the the run game. Like, because the, they have to keep the ball out of. I don't think Jimmy Graham could have like high passes in this game. Have to like if they if Jimmy Graham has to keep putting the ball Garopp. up. Oh, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. Yeah, that's what I said. Jimmy G, right? So Jimmy Graham. Oh, my bad. This is Jimmy right. G. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, Jimmy G has to uh, has to put up like I don't know thirty plus passes in this game. I think it's just it's it doesn't play to their strong suit and it's it's going to be the Chiefs game. They have to try and control the game through the run. That's the only way they win this. They got it with that, but that pretty much we, we were going hand in hand where it's like they just have to keep Patty Mahomes off the field. The 49ers can't afford to score too fast. As in like they do not want to get into a tempo battle with um with the Chiefs. They just don't that want is to an up tempo battle. If, if if they're with honestly, if I'm the Chiefs and we win the coin toss. I'm, I'm taking the ball first. <laughs> I don't. I don't want the 49ers to keep Patty Mahomes on the sideline for the first seven, eight minutes of the game. Now, what's crazy is um, the Chiefs have a really. I'm not gonna say really great. I'm gonna say they have a, actually for once a really good rush defense. And the 49ers were going up against teams. Well, outside of the Packers, I think they were like top 15. But other than that, they haven't been really tested. Like, their running game has just been able to do – like, there's no reason Jimmy Garoppolo should only have to throw the ball 11 times in a playoff game. That, that's yeah. astronaut. And there's no reason uh, the four-string running back, even though he is kind of talented, uh, should be going for 230 yards rushing in the playoffs. So, that being said, uh, Shep, what do you think the 49ers have to do? Oh, uh, well – they, need, they definitely for sure need to start off with a well-balanced breakfast of Wheaties. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> okay, I'm right. I like where you're going with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get a little bit of that champion cereal in. Uh-huh, feel, uh-huh. feel the flavor. And then other than that, they can just, uh, just hold on tight and hope. <laughs> no, but for real, though, they need, to, they need to be able to manage the clock very well. Uh, they need to make sure that their defense is able to manhandle the offensive line of the uh, Kansas, City Chief, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they need to do whatever they can to try to make Mahomes not a factor. Literally, that's what they have to do. I mean, if, if they could set the tempo and get like a four and out or a pick on the first drive, I think that'll really shake up the Chiefs and uh, give them a better chance of the game they just need to basically prove their defense is who they say they are and as the great bart scott said can't wait <laughs> listen yeah no, to, to attest to that i think that um the defensive line not only do they have to pursue patty mahomes but they have to keep their assignments like like he, he said you can't let patty mahomes get off but Patty Mahomes loves to roll out of the pocket and make a play. Like, that's what Patty Mahomes lives for. And they can so crack him a couple times. They can crack him a couple times and get in his head. I think that would be a nice touch, too. No chance. Um, you saying I have, I have yet yeah. to see my man get cracked once. I think he's gotten cracked on the throw, and it was a touchdown. Um, so, that makes the pain a little less painful. Say, you know like and it makes it a little bit easier. You got to keep him in the pocket. <laughs> just collapse it. Just keep collapsing it. What? What? You can't. Patty Mahomes don't sit in the pocket long enough for that to happen. And that's, that's, and that's, what, that's what makes That's why you got to maintain the edges. That's Nick Bosa got to be on that edge, maintaining to make sure he doesn't get out. <laughs> it ain't, ain't going to happen. happen. You know what? The only reason I think the Chiefs just so ha- I think they're the fastest team in NFL history. 
Um, they literally all four of their guys. I think for me to say Sammy Watkins is the slowest player on their team is saying something. Not team, not team. I'm sorry, slowest person on yeah, their offense. That's a problem. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's their second best like overall receiver, but he's the fourth slowest receiver. All they have to do is run right past whoever because there's going to be a play where the 49ers don't blitz a lot. They they literally send I think four or five guys. So you're going to have a linebacker on one of these guys running a four 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 three, and I mean, listen, it's go, it's going to be a good game. Don't get me wrong; it's not going to be a blowout front on the Chiefs end. Um, but I do, like I said, I still got the Chiefs winning. You know, I, I got the Chiefs. I think Mo pretty much said he got the Chiefs. Yours, what's, what's the score? Let's get a score before we go. Uh, I'm gonna say if the NFL steps in, um, <laughs> if the NFL steps in, it'll be 34 27. <clears throat> Chiefs, 34, Mo, are you sticking with your score 55 to 10. All right, Mo. <laughs> All right, wait, didn't the who did the uh, what team was that that beat the team? Ooh, wasn't that when the no, that wasn't that year. What you, oh yeah, the Seahawks. They beat the Broncos by that score, forty-three nine, right? Something I think like it was in twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, one of those years. Oh, but yeah, that I mean, that was just a lopsided game period, though. All right, Chef, what you got, man? I got uh, dude, I don't know because I'm thinking the score is gonna go into the forties, but I'm not. I don't want to commit to it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm gonna have to go thirty-seven twenty-eight. Ooh, okay, that's a funky one. Um, I think I'm gonna change my score. Um, I like you said, you think it's gonna go into the 40s. One of these teams have to score 40, and I'm almost certain it's gonna be the Chiefs. Um, I'm gonna say 41, 28 with the pretty much the game ceiling touchdown via Travis you know, Kelsey. I wanted to say that too, so I think lock me in for that. All right, yeah, 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 right. I'm like, nah. The, the Chiefs are definitely scoring forty. Like, but I, then if the Chiefs are scoring forty, then I think the 49ers are at least like thirty-two or something. All right, so you'll take forty-one, thirty-two, and I'll take forty-one, twenty-eight. Yeah. All right, cool. That works. That works. I mean, think about the game they had with the Saints, where it was like a shootout, and we were expecting the 49ers. I was expecting them to get blown out, but I was expecting New Orleans to win by at least a touchdown and maybe a field goal, and they actually ended up winning that. But don't get me wrong. Um, Drew Brees, we love you. Sean Payton, we love you. Um, but y'all ain't Patty Mahomes in uh, Kansas City, as evidence as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home. What? 55 to 10. All right, Mo. We, we appreciate I hope not, Mo. It's Super Bowl. I wanted to be some type of close. If that's the score, the chicken wings better be good. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, right, right. And, and, like, come on. Come on, son. I, I don't want that. I don't want that. Um, all right, so... All right. About that time, um, as everyone knows, we, we, we lost <laughs> a piece of the sports world last Sunday. Um, it'd be a disservice if we didn't spend a good portion of the rest of the show talking about not just our favorite moments, uh, but just how he's affected our lives individually, or in Chef's case, from a distance. Um, you know, Kobe, Kobe, man, Kobe. <laughs> Mo, like you remember. Like the 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 endless two K battles, bro. And it'd be Kobe. Remember when fourth quarter was like like one of the strongest attributes in the game. Yo, yeah. And his his shot range pretty much was just glowing the minute he crossed half court. Yo. 
and I was just like, damn, we got like it was literally. I think you had Kobe heard up by at least ten going into the fourth. That was Gabe. Yeah, like it was, it was bad. It was so bad. And I think like, do I I even have to use Kobe? Was the question. (laughs) Right, right. He was like, nah, I don't think I have to use Kobe just yet. And then Kobe would check into the game. But then, like, I had Kyrie. This was like I said. This is when fourth quarter was like the strongest signature skill in two K. Maybe like this is this is like right after um, the Cavs beat the Warriors. Yeah, no, yeah, no. The year before that, year before that, because Kobe got hurt that year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so me and Mo, we do, like, you know, 2K fantasy teams and all that good stuff. And the rest of Showtime, shout out to y'all. Um, yeah. But it's normally me and Mo in finals, we're not going to lie. Yeah. And <laughs> we normally true. have the players with the most dominant four quarters. Like, I had Melo for a while, but then um, I needed a point guard who was able to do the same thing. So then I had to get Kyrie on my team. And Mo would have Kobe. Just had Kobe. <laughs> just had Kobe. And... Just had Kobe was Just enough. had Kobe. And I, I'd have, like, three other Lakers from that season on the team for no reason. Right. <laughs> right. He'll have he'll have those three Lakers. And then he'll have uh, 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 who's your center that you would just take and just make him into, like, the pick-and-roll god. Like, um, whoever that was. If yeah, Kobe that, wasn't, that, yeah, that would switch up. But, you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, dang, I'm trying to think who else I would use back in the, back in the Disney. That it was, was a lot of people. Point was, is, like, um, Kobe was always a mainstay, and it was always, um, it was always a bad conversation. It was always a bad argument on my part because you know I'm a Knicks fan. So whenever I would try to talk to Mo about where we're going, he'd be like, "Well, you, you still who's gonna guard Kobe?" <laughs> and in the 20 years he was in the league, I think we only had one person who was ever able to keep Kobe somewhat at bay, maybe two. Maybe two. And at bay, I just mean he wasn't scoring every time down, just every other time. Every single time. Yo, that it was fourth quarter, Kobe had it. That's what it was. It was right. Um, so it was I know Melo Melo gave him some good battles for uh the first couple of years he got to New York, not after that. Um, and I wanna say Wilson Chandler for maybe one game, he actually did pretty decent on Kobe. I think Kobe only had twenty nine. Um, not to say that that's not a lot. Uh, he didn't have 40. So, or 62, 61. I'm sorry that he scored an MSG that one time. So just bringing it back, you guys, I'm, I'm kind of chatting because I still don't really know how to say or what to say. Yeah. Um, although he wasn't necessarily my favorite player or ever on my team or ever come close to, close to my team. Um, you know, I was really, really uh, attached as an adult to Kobe. As a kid, I couldn't stand him. Um, for for immature reasons, obviously he was so damn good in my team. We never had anyone close to that um, until Melo came along, and he was still better than Melo at that point. Um, so, I mean, I just I just became close with him through the fact that he tore his Achilles and I tore mine. Um, I watched the news at least three times a week normally before I went to physical therapy. Um, even though that's not what the news was fully about, that's just when it was pretty much made and, and filmed and all that good stuff. Um, when Kobe, the first time Kobe actually had some real extended time to himself, he started being creative, and that was one of the ways he expressed himself through that documentary. Um, and it's today probably my favorite documentary. Um, you just got to see the human side of Kobe that growing up I didn't get to see. All I saw was the the dunks, the rings, the 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 nasty filthiness on the court like the killer mentality right like you know the guy everyone would love to hate and yeah, then that's a fact. saw that's the a other side like yeah you. like you right and 
got to see the other side of that, you know, as I was rehabbing, it was just like, wow, this, this guy is an awesome human. Like, he's nothing like he plays on the court, which is why he, you know, the whole dual personality, Black Mambo on the court, and then Kobe Bryant off the court. Um, you know, I just, it, it's still, it still really hasn't processed with me. Um, but I'm not going to take up any, any more time just talking about what he meant to me. I'm like, Mo, who's the biggest Kobe I've, fan I know. I'm sorry for everyone out there listening. Like, I, there's no other person. Literally, Mo. I support that message. Mo, when I tell you his game, even though he don't play basketball like he used to, when we would go to Tanner Park and not saying he was the greatest out there, but all of his moves mimicked Kobe's. Whether it was taking his time, post up on the 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 the, low, the, the high elbow, bringing mm-hmm. it down, hitting the the step back fader, or or the spin hook, like every move Kobe did, Mo it, it might not always work, but it looked like it was supposed to work. And <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. That's it, exactly it what like it was this is how we did it. Work. Yeah. Like, like yeah. If Mo would have practiced obviously with Kobe's type of work ethic, he had all of Kobe's moves down pat. Like literally every every single pump fake, every single ball fake, like Mo, that was his favorite player. Um, so with that, Mo, I'm gonna let you go ahead and get your uh your two, three, maybe four minutes off of you know for your goat. Oh man, I, I can't, bro. I can't. I can't take two or three or four minutes on it. It's just, bro. Kobe was, yeah, yo. Kobe was. He was my idol. You know what I mean? Kobe was. You know, you gotta. Think about it. I'm born in 94. Kobe got in the league in 96. And I've been, you know, I've been a Kobe fan my entire life. The two people when I was really young that I decided to be like, to follow in terms of sports and I, they were my idols was Kobe Bryant and Derek Jeter. But, you know, I'm not much of a of a baseball fan like that. I, you know, I like the Yankees because I like winning. And that's that's what those two men were about. You know what I mean? So it was like, I always tried to model myself after Kobe. Like I was, like Kobe was my North Star. You know what I mean? Kobe was exactly where I wanted to go, who I wanted to be. And it was like, it's it's weird for me now with him like passing because it's like, I remember growing up when it was the, the Mamba that you remember. You know what I mean? And nobody liked the Mamba. <laughs> the Baba was, Literally nobody. You know what I mean? The Mamba, the Mamba was, you know, not even not even his teammates. You know, his teammates, some of them got along with him, but even his teammates didn't like him. But it was like, you know what I mean? It was, but it was who he was. He was unapologetically him. He was, there's an ultimate goal. And we will reach that ultimate goal. And it was something that people didn't realize was... it was about everybody reaching that ultimate goal. It wasn't about just him. Like he, when he was younger, yes, he was very self-centered. I'm not gonna, you know, I remember that Kobe, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, it was kind of, you know, it was around the 24, it was around that change when he, when he, <clears throat> when he became the Mamba and he really took on the, the mindset, I feel like that it's not just about him getting what he wants. It's about everybody reaching a plateau. It's about everybody bettering themselves. It's about everybody coming to a new level that they haven't been to before. And that was the thing that that you know the fans the fans had trouble realizing, his competitors had trouble realizing. Is everything he did was to bring you to your best level. 
because he was at his best level. <laughs> so he, he wanted to bring everything around him to its best level. I think just so he could show off. But <laughs> <laughs> just so he could be like, you know what? I know you're at your best, but this is me on my off day. But yeah, <laughs> like, you can't touch this kid. But he was um, definitely about like bringing everything around him to a new level. And that was just something that I always tried to embody in everything that I, that I, that I felt like I did is that I just wanted to be that, that spark that allowed yeah. it to grow to its next stage. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's hard because it's like, I never met Kobe, but in terms like, I, I, I heard somebody say he's like the, the family member that you always wanted to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I said, he's like, He's the man that, I mean, you know, pe people know me. I haven't always gotten along with my real father. I haven't always gotten along with my stepfather. So it's like, whatever, you know, my brother is, is my, you know, I love my brother. He's my main role model, but he was once a, 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 a child too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he, he, was, he was never a boy, but he was once a child. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But um, so it's like, in terms of the, the, the man that I always felt like, was my role model that I could always be like, yeah, that's that's the guy I want to be. That's that's it. Yeah. That was Kobe for me. And Absolutely. it's like, it's hard to just have that wiped out. You know what I mean? Like, one of the things I always I was always like, yo, one one of these days I'm gonna get an opportunity to meet Kobe Bryant. I don't know what that I'm gonna say. I don't know what I'm gonna <laughs> have. I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth when I meet him but I'm gonna get him to sit down with me for five minutes <laughs> so I could just like talk to this man and just like pick his brain. And I was like, there's like, there was like literally no doubt in my mind, like it's gonna happen. Like I, I've thought about this day coming. Like I was like, Kobe's gonna die one day. But before that day, I'm gonna get an opportunity to meet this man and, and, and talk to him and, and, and like just be, be allowed to have him impart wisdom on me would have been just such a blessing. Man, what? And, what? Imagine? And then oh, I hear something, you know what I mean? And then I hear something like this, and then he's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, like, obviously crushed the first two days. Yeah. But after that, I just, like, it just, like, honestly, it feels like he's here with me every single day. Every single day. And it's funny because I was like, man, I really wanted those five minutes so he could impart wisdom on me. It would have been a blessing. But my entire life has been imparting wisdom on me, and it's been a blessing. And it's that's beautiful. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, yeah. like I'm like, well, like, why did I need those five minutes? This whole time I should have been taking these these messages he's been giving me, and doing something with that. So now I'm just like I'm in that mode. <laughs> I'm like now I'm just in that mode, bro. Where it's like, yo, this is what Kobe would do. <laughs> Listen, man, I. Listen, I, I don't listen, y'all. I, I I don't really know. There's really not much to say. Like everything speaks for itself. Like he shifted the whole world. Like there's only a few people whose deaths have done this type of thing. There's one. There's one thing that you could say to describe Kobe Bryant. There's one word, and that word is transcendent. Oh, for sure. Transcendent through everything. You could go into the middle of Russia and say Kobe Bryant, and some of you know exactly who you're talking about. The amount of countries I've seen doing their own like little gathering for him, it's like, he, like, 
Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Dude, Kobe's always that guy. Like, you're talking to a guy who doesn't know much about basketball. But when I first played NBA 2003, the first time I ever played a basketball, or 2K3, I'm sorry. First time I ever played a basketball game. First team I went to was the Lakers, and the first person I played with was Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? It, it just, it just, that was the that ultimate simple. player. Right. That was, yeah. it was the ultimate player to use. It's like, why would you use anybody or, Bro, or even? I remember NBA Courtside '99 had Kobe Bryant on the Yeah. Cover. Three years, yeah. four years. Yeah. It's a featuring Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I remember that. And you know what's crazy? I didn't, and when I was playing 99, obviously, I was only five years old. So I knew who Kobe was. I just didn't know the hatred the Knicks had for the Lakers that, that time. So what I would do is I would always trade some of the best players. I was always trying to get the best players on my team, obviously. Um, as a five-year-old, six-year-old, I brought all the good players, and Kobe would just so happen to be one of them. And then once I got, I think, to age like seven, and I realized he was like one of the best players in the league, I would trade all the good players in my team and then leave Kobe on the Lakers, and it would still always be a close-ass game. <laughs> like, Kobe was always in it. It was like, it'd be Kobe and whoever else I left on the Lakers versus me, uh, Allen Houston, uh, Ray Allen, David Robinson, Tim Duncan. Like, I had everybody on my team. And Kobe had, uh, what's, some, what's some old player? Oh, yeah, Nick Van Exel. Derek <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fisher. <laughs> yeah, man. He had an old-ass Bloody Divac, like, <laughs> and lo and behold, and, like, people, I, I remember this so vividly, in NBA Courtside 99, whenever Kobe, Kobe had the most celebrations, but the one that I remember <laughs> always is that he used to always raise the roof after, like, a dunk, always. He never, like, any other shot, he would just do something real subtle, real small. You wouldn't really notice it, because, you know, 99 graphics weren't that good, but, <laughs> you knew when he was raising the roof. Like, he would literally yeah. run back fast and just have his hands pumping up and down. No, Matt. He's running back mad fast, bro. Yeah. <laughs> not like 2K now where they slow down and they take their time with it. No, it's still, you hitting turbo, so it's full sprint. Yeah, yeah, he was full sprint back to the end of the court doing the pump it up. I'm just like, dang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. For real. Nah, man. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to talk in a, in a sad <laughs> about him anymore you know I, I I didn't really want to talk about him at all for the first two days yeah. um so like even now I'm just like I, I don't want to be sad like you know because there's really nothing you can do so why, why why would we be sad why would we be sad? I also too I'd like to mention to rest in peace to his daughter and all the other souls that are on board that yeah yeah not to well. not to be insensitive at all guys we're I've been um seeing how some people you know I, and that's another thing death makes people do the strangest things and ever since social media has been in our lives during the, the times of certain deaths people have just gotten weirder and weirder by the year where some people get mad that you know someone says r.i.p kobe but not r.i.p to john out but like they no it's, it's still r.i.p kobe it's yeah, just kind yeah, of a, exactly. a little remembrance for everybody else too exactly. i mean his daughter was on for christ's sake exactly but i'm saying some people take it uh like to the heart where it's like oh he wasn't the only person that died on the. It's like okay, no, all right, we get it. Like, but don't chastise them for not including the other nine names. Like, which is why a lot of people started making sure like it was at least Gigi. It was like, all right, you can't just put Kobe and not put his daughter. Like, they were literally attacked you and they did everything together. Um, but like that's a thing that I always that was, found. The, bro, that was actually sorry. I, was, <laughs> I just wanted to like that was the wild thing was when my mom when I would because all right so. I'm, I'm like sleeping in my bed, get the notification from Mike McClure Twitter. 
that's what I was like, damn, because he wouldn't have tweeted something that he didn't believe. He wouldn't have tweeted that if it wasn't true. Like I was like right there, I was like, bam, this is fucking true. Like, I can't believe that. So I went straight upstairs to my mom. Yo, Kobe died in a helicopter crash. Like, she was like, what? I was like, Kobe died in a helicopter crash. She immediately got, stood up, gave me a hug. And then uh, she, uh, she starts asking the questions like, oh, what happened? Like, how many other people died? Like, was his family there? And I was like, oh, snap. Like, all right, they said three other, I forgot how I got the information, but I was like, three other people died. So I was like, that's definitely not the entire Brian family. So I don't think his family was there, but if three other people died, Gigi was probably there. <laughs> I was like, I immediately was like, I like, cause they were like, they were inseparable after he retired. You know what I mean? Like, like they, people said, she got him back into basketball, which was his first love. So it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? To have his newest love bring his oldest love back into his like and, and entwine the relationship in that is like crazy. So. I was like, I knew that, like, I already right knew right there. I was like, Gigi was probably on that helicopter, but hope. But when they said three people, I was like, they got the rest of the Brian family wasn't on that helicopter. But you know, I was, I was like, damn, what well, one of those might have been the pilot? Like, I was like, you know what I mean? I was, I was already like trying to figure out. I was like, the, the pilot is probably like, you know what I mean? And errors are by and like, you know, rest in peace to him. But you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's his first crash ever, I, I believe. And like, that man was training. And I, I like I read his file and everything. This man was trained in poor condition weather. Like oh, had the certifications. Oh, all of that. Oh, like, we like freak we, accident. Like, it was crazy though. It's like even the police helicopters weren't flying though at that time. Yeah, I heard that, but let's not get this confused. Yeah, this that's is, besides the point. This is something that he did over at least a thousand times or more. Yeah, um, yeah. That and the simple fact of like. I'm not ready to entertain the fact that like this might have been uh, an issue because I, I'll be doing y'all a disservice if, if I didn't share the information I found out that Kobe was actually in a, a not a huge because it didn't hit public uh, sites obviously um, because one he's a retired basketball player so he's not really in the, the, the sports world as he used to be but he was in like a real big uh, legal battle with a pharmaceutical company over yeah. the use of his name um, so you know I'm not ready to entertain the fact that something happened, but for this to be one of his first, for it to be the the, the pilot's first accident type of thing, um, and then of the magnitude and of the day, and like the guy has been flying practically his whole life. Like he knows when it's like, all right, I'm not gonna chance it. Like, you know, him and Kobe, it's not like he wanted to impress Kobe like by making it through. Like this wasn't some rookie trying to, you know, earn his stripes. Like this guy knew exactly, he knew the helicopter inside and out. Like. I'm not, I'm, listen, hear me out. If I have one job and that's to fly a helicopter and it's for one of the greatest humans of all time, I think I'm going to do my job very thoroughly. I don't think I'm going to cut corners just because I'm having a rough day. And um, he, Kawhi uses him. So he's, he's flown way too much for this to be, oh, the propeller malfunction. Oh, bad weather. It was like, He's, he trained in bad weather. So what made... It wasn't like it was unbearable conditions outside that day. Um, it was just... I think it was what, heavy fog and the winds were, were a little, a little heavier. Um, you mean to tell me this is the one time, like, he didn't... All right, you know, the turbulence is a little strong today, Mr. Bryant, you know, blah, I mean, blah, 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 blah. Like, come on, come that's, on. Like that's I, we're going to have to live with because that is the reality is this was the one time. So it's... There's no yeah. such thing as a one time. 
I mean, there's no such thing as a coincidence, but this was the one time that happened. It was like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not prepared to, to, to even entertain that thought. But it's just like as I'm starting to come not back to myself, but just as I'm, you know, basically coming back to like I guess a routine of some sort and just being able to process information a certain way. You got to look at everything because this, this just doesn't make sense. Like my brain has always worked that way. Like once it makes sense, I can go to sleep. You know, I can, I can rest. I can, I can be fine. Not that it's my place to figure out what really happened to Kobe. Um, if indeed something did, but that's just how my brain operates. So if, if I feel like something is, is not right, my soul would be like, nah, you should, you should look into that. And more times than not, I ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really, I'm I'm not the person who always does the, uh, I'm not the woke friend who does the extra digging into everything. It's just something when like my brain is like, nah, I don't, I don't want you to process this as just another thing. I want you to at least look into it a little more. You know what I'm saying? Just, just give it, just give it a little more thought. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. And then like, it'll just be, cause I can't process that Kobe just poof. Yeah, in, 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 uh, I understand that entirely, bro. Like, I get that. Uh, but but it could be the grief. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I'm not I'm not naive to the fact that it could just be the fact of like it's just that yeah. magnitude that that brings your mind to a place where it's like there had to be something. Something yeah. had to happen. He yeah. was too young. He was too this. He was Kobe. That's um, Kobe. He was Kobe. He was Kobe. The Black Mamba. You know. But you know, fellas, yeah. I I would never cut into anyone's grief or time of just reflection by saying hey hey, hey stay woke something happened um nah you guys just try to live live the, <laughs> live the legacy that man left um you know but, um, just extract that work ethic that my man had and um i think mo has some challenges he wants to give you i ain't gonna lie i i did not write the challenges down so it's just gonna be mo with his three um so uh Reckless, oh. you could take, you could take it, you could take it later, unless, you, unless you didn't want to share those. You, you ain't no, 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 I, I got them. I got them. Um, Shep, Shep actually has a couple. I'll bet. And, um, so I, I wanted, to, I wanted to do ten challenges: eight for Kobe, two for Gianna. So, Shep has a couple of challenges, and then I, I'm gonna say yeah, my challenges. You started it off, obviously. Huh? You started it off. No, no, you got it. I want to finish it. Do one. I'm a Kobe fan. I got you. You want me to do the first one, then you do one? Yeah, just do one and one. That's cool, yeah, okay. You know, we, we're doing this live and in, in, in action, folks. Yeah. All right, so my first <laughs> my first Kobe challenge is I, ch- I challenge Staples to put money aside and allow a rename of the Staples Center. Mm. I, feel, I feel like Staples is the house that Kobe built. Since 1999, Kobe has been the house entertainment and the longest standing resident act. He's provided all of Hollywood with the longest running drama they could have ever hoped to witness. He provided a place in which the stars could come out and somehow they took a backseat to the main act. It was, he was truly the greatest show, I feel like, on earth for a decade, <laughs> two decades. And it, like to, to, to be able for a whole town of that magnitude, a whole, I mean, a whole city of that magnitude to just come to a halt on any night because of what he's doing, like when he dropped 60. Like when he dropped 81, even though that wasn't home. You know what I mean? Like he, you know what I mean? Bringing five rings to that town. He, there were many times he brought LA to a standstill. <laughs> so I feel like something of some magnitude in LA should be named after him. And I think it's only right that the Staples Center, well not right, but I think it would be a great memoriam if the Staples Center renamed, had some type of renaming with Kobe Bryant in it. 
Kobe Bryant Staples Center or something. I don't know. Word, yeah. Uh, what I would like to challenge everybody to do is just to think every day, what are they going to do to affect people's lives positively? Because day in and day out, especially towards the end of his career, Kobe Bryant made sure with his entertainment on the court and the type of person he was to, you know, just live his life by that. And I think everybody should take a second and just try to think with that type of mentality. Something short but sweet. Yeah. Uh-huh. After you, Mo. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so my next Kobe challenge is I, I challenge people to take their physical and mental health seriously. I know that I have it up until now, but when you lose somebody who is so sound in, in mind and body like that, and the, or the, you know all nine of the people who were aboard that aircraft, all you know of sound mind and body, you know what I mean, like living their life to the best ability, to the to the you know to the greatest extent possible. And at any moment, anything of any moment can decide to take you out of that life like that, and leave your loved ones just so, so like so distraught. So I'm like, I feel like there's absolutely no reason to help the forces that be accomplish that goal. You know what I mean? So like, don't give, don't give anybody, don't give that a leg up. Don't let those be your downcoming. You know what I mean? Also too, I feel like people should also take the, the chance to sit and think about the people in their life and not just wait until it's too late to love them. Yeah. You know, tell the people you, you, you have around you that you love them. And I challenge you to be a better person for the people you, you, that you have around you. Just, you know, and appreciate the ones you have before it's too late. And just, you know, always remember, you know, you know, just remember, just remember to be a good person and affect the people you love positively. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so I, I challenge people. To, that was your challenge. I got you. All right. So I challenge people to take their dreams seriously, because too many people give half-assed attempts to have their dreams manifest in real life. Facts. And I don't mean like it's all. It's an all-or-nothing thing. I mean allow your passions to maintain your focus. And I just wanted to shout out our boy Les Morgan, because like he was he's somebody who I feel like does that. You know what I mean? He he embodies that message because he wanted to play in the NFL. And everyone told him it was unrealistic and it wasn't going to happen, but he chased it anyway. And did he make it to the NFL? No, but he, he it led up to his dream job working for ESPN, which in reality has more potential, like has poten- has a potential for a better payout and is definitely a better choice in terms of longevity. So my point being, like Kobe said, if you attempt to outwork your goals and outwork your dreams, you may end up realizing a dream you didn't know you had. And that's better than the one you could have imagined. All right, then, um, so I have, uh, I do have like five more challenges, but I'm going to try and do them as quick as possible. But, um, I challenge everybody who likes basketball to, uh, to give the WNBA a view once weekly, whether it's an online video or a full game in honor of Gianna Bryant, because that girl was a baller. (laughs) That girl was a straight baller. (laughs) All right. And I felt like she was going to be the coming of age that would help the WNBA explode in terms of media in media exposure. You know, no disrespect to the ladies who are born in the in the WNBA now. I just feel like by the time Gigi would have been eligible to play in the WNBA, the WNBA is going to be competing with the other four major sports for primetime slots. And man, it would have been a pleasure to watch that shooting star that was Gianna Bryant go off. You know what I mean? Like she would have she would have definitely helped. I feel like boost the media coverage of 
of whatever you know what I mean whatever sport she whatever she decided to do she was going to be fantastic at it but watching her play basketball until she until she decided to do something else was going to be a story within itself so like I just I feel like in, in honor of that we should somehow bring the WNBA to the forefront of the other four major sports I challenge people to invest in the youth of the country in honor of Gianna Bryant because they are the future. They undoubtedly lost multiple potential mass influential beings this past Sunday. I just know that if Gianna Bryant was able to do for boys and girls and her teammates and her competitors, what Kobe was able to do for all of us of any percentile, she would have spurned a generation. We need to invest in all of the youth that way, the way that Kobe was invested in his children's lives to give them all the brightest future possible. And it's never one person. It's a community effort. We have to help every growing mind we can expand before they fade away. I challenge people to put their differences aside in honor of Kobe Bryant. When it came to giving out buckets, he was all about equal opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) He was a firm believer in what you are is not the story on who you are. And I know that not only in California, but all around the world this past week, people are feeling that. So I challenge anybody with a long-standing grudge from the most estranged of siblings to the most well-decorated gang member. Can't you just push aside, push some of that shit aside for Kobe? Like people fuck up, people make mistakes, people need time to learn and recover from that. I get it. But there is no reason for commonplace hate. There's always room for love in every interaction and relationship. I challenge the NBA to change their logo in honor of Kobe Bryant. Honestly, it's time for a change, and I think we can all agree that nobody is a better example of what the NBA represents, which is the new representation of the truest American dream. The idea of outworking your goals and endless possibilities. The idea of overcoming all obstacles, every ache, every pain, every trial and tribulation being absolutely worth it. Everything you've been through being in God's plan for the ultimate success. Every fear you've had being merely fuel to drive you closer to your ultimate goal. The idea that every moment, no matter the outcome, is never too big. And the idea that no second was, was wasted and every second was relished. The idea of loyalty. The idea that we are all a community, a brotherhood. Every single one of us is just as important as the last. The idea that we have to be motivated, not only in the betterment of ourselves, but also the better, to better the others around us. The idea that every, everybody, no matter who they are or where they're from, is welcome to a seat at our table. The idea that we are not only invested in our own legacy, but also invested in helping the youth begin to write their own story. Not as a sequel, but as its own series better than any scene before it. And the idea that every move you've made is important and meaningful. That every step you've taken, every hesitation, everything you've had to step through, even while being jabbed every step of the way, every time you've been turned around, even the times when you've had to step back, (laughs) the hard times you've had to watch others pass, and still being able to rise to the occasion in every final second before you eventually fade away. You gave it everything you had. Kobe. (laughs) Kobe. The Black Mamba. Listen, man. Shout out to the Kobster. Um, To go out on a a lesser note, um, Bradley Beal's been robbed, guys. Um, They just announced it today. Uh, Rumor has it that some player got in before him um, and just robbed that man blind um, from an all-star spot. I just wanted to spend this last 30 seconds of the show talking about said robbery. 
Um, Trey Young is not better than Bradley Beal. Um, he has not been playing better than Bradley Beal. Um, and Kyle Lowry um, just shouldn't be anywhere close to All Star roster. Um, I just, it just, it, it behooves me. It just, it just, it just confuzzles me to see such buffoonery um, upon said roster. Um, so yeah, I just had to slide that in there, fellas. Um, <laughs> if all hearts and minds are clear. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. I feel like hearts and minds are clear. <laughs> All right, so we thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Get Live with the Crew. You already know where to follow me, 317th underscore on the gram, Uncle Stat on the bird or whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? Let the love overpower the hate 24 8. That's all I got. That's a fact. Shep, you can... yeah, well, it's Alan Shepard. Uh, you can follow me or not. <laughs> One of these days, Shep is going to be really excited to have you guys. Never mind. No, he's not. Go ahead, guys. Shep said you can either get on the train or get off. (laughs) And we ain't making no stops. (laughs) (laughs) But um, you know what it is. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S-M-O-E. That's Mo. Did y'all hear? I know y'all heard the the hurt my boy's voice. He did good talking (laughs) about Kobe. Without uh, oh, yeah, it's the first it show down. without Kobe. I was like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't break down, man. <laughs> like, you could, but you can literally hear it, and you know, just you know, I just want everybody to not just take on most challenges, but you know, challenge yourself to just be better and understand that you know, I know it's hard because you've been doing it for however old you are, years in a row, whether it's 24, 25, 30, 35 years in a row that you're waking up every single day. But you know, just just understand that that is still the most underrated blessing that you could probably have. Um, and just just love on somebody, love on somebody each and every day. And uh, with that, like I said, we thank you for tuning in this week's episode of Get Live with the Crew. We'll see you guys next week, same day. Um, let's go Knicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, let's go Knicks. I like that. Peace.